Well, welcome to the December podcast, where we're going to highlight the latest papers uploaded to our website. Now, all content discussed is available in more detailed slide format at cytokinesignaling.com. That's our free resource website. Now, for December, five papers have been added to the CSF website, and I'd like to highlight in some detail three of these in this podcast. Now, the first paper assesses the long-term effectiveness of tocilizumab in patients that have previously failed a biologic DMARD. The lead author here is Professor Lisa Bagantz from the German Rheumatism Research Center in Berlin. Data from 885 patients were analyzed from the German Biologics Register, RABBIT. Patients were stratified into four groups based on their prior biologic DMARD failures, that is before the current treatment. There was biologic DMARD naive, one prior biologic DMARD, two prior biologic DMARDs, and three or more prior biologic DMARDs. Data were collected at baseline and post-treatment initiation, three months and six months, and then every six months for three years. Now, the rheumatologist recorded glucocorticoid use, comorbidities, adverse events, a DAS28 ESR, and physical function by FFPH. A variety of statistical analyses were performed during data analysis. The Kaplan-Meier and Cox proportional hazard models were used to compare estimated retention rates between strata. Two linear mixed models, a completer and an intent to treat analysis, evaluated the effectiveness of tocilizumab using DAS28 ESR scores. And generalized linear mixed models were also used to calculate the probabilities for disease activity, swollen joint count, and variation of glucocorticoid dose use between strata. Now the key results, well, the retention rate estimates for patients exposed to less than or equal to two biologic DMARD failures were similar. Patients with three or more biologic DMARD prior failures had lower retention rates, with 41% of patients discontinuing tocilizumab treatment during the first six months. All patients had significant improvements in DAS28 ESR across all strata, and on average, patients achieved low disease activity. The mean probability over three years for having less than or equal to two swollen joint counts decreased from 74% to 62% over the three-year period of review. Glucocorticoid doses across strata were the same at treatment initiation, but doses were significantly reduced during follow-up. So our key conclusions, well, most patients in the study achieved or maintained low disease activity over the three-year follow-up period. Tocilizumab was equally effective in patients who were biologic DMARD naive or previously exposed to one or two biologic DMARDs. Tocilizumab, therefore, would seem to be an effective option for patients with difficult-to-treat rheumatoid arthritis, at least on the basis of these real-world data. We do have to remember that these are real-world evidences rather than those obtained from clinical trials, and they need to be appreciated in that spirit. Now, the second paper I'd like to highlight this month compares tofacitinib therapy in biologic DMARD naive and biologic DMARD experienced patients with rheumatoid arthritis. Uh, the lead author here is Professor Shinsuke Mori from the Clinical Research Center for Rheumatic Diseases, the NHO Kumamoto Saishunso National Hospital in Kumamoto. Now, this direct comparison study was based on six-month follow-up data from patients with rheumatoid arthritis who'd been treated with tofacitinib. 
data were compared between biologic DMARD naive and experienced patients. So what were the key results? Well, just over 57% of patients achieved a CDI 50 response within six months of tofacitinib therapy and had no relapses during this time. And at month six, the mean CDI values were higher in biologic DMARD experienced patients than in biologic DMARD naive patients. Biologic DMARD naive patients achieved remission more rapidly than biologic DMARD experienced patients. And probably as expected, the biologic DMARD experienced patients had a longer disease duration and lower remission rates than naive patients. From this we conclude, well, biologic DMARD naive patients are more likely to achieve a CDI 50 and CDI 85 improvement response than experienced patients. Tofacitinib was more effective in biologic DMARD naive patients than in biologic experienced patients, and, and previous use of biology DMARDs was confirmed as a strong risk factor for failure to achieve a CDI50 by multivariate regression analysis. And this is helpful information to inform the discussions that we have with patients when we're thinking about commencing this agent. Now the third patient this month reviews current and future prospects for JAK inhibition as a therapeutic treatment for rheumatoid arthritis and other immune and inflammatory diseases. And the lead author here is Professor Daniela Schwartz from the National Institutes of Arthritis and Musculoskeletal and Skin Diseases in Maryland. Additional papers for December also include a case series analyzing the effect of tocilizumab in the treatment of cancer therapy induced arthritis and a post hoc analysis of six phase three studies that assess the effect of glucocorticoids on the clinical and radiographic efficacy of tofacitinib when given to people with rheumatoid arthritis. And these papers were authored by Professors Kim and Charles Schulman, respectively. Now, finally, don't forget that all of the materials I've discussed are available in the publication section of the cytokinesignaling.com. I thank you so much for your attention to this podcast, for your uh, coming back to the website, and I really do hope it helps you in your practice.